Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Oh my God, my wife and not my wife and my son bid you greetings. They let me out the house to, for a brief moment. So if I leave right after, please do not, please do not feel a particular way. I just, the baby don't have all of these shots yet. So I can't be too around too much people, but they let me get out the house. And so I'm excited for that. And my wife said, just give them my love, but don't bring back no cooties. And so that's what I'm going to do. So I love them and I'm, I'm glad to be here. Do me a favor if you can, just give God praise for Pastor Dom and Pastor Vernon Hill Sr. who's been holding it down in my absence. Come on. I honor them. Do me a favor and give God praise for our worship team, Boomy and Princeton. They've been holding it down. And for our team, Elder Vernon, Elder Brittany, all everybody. Mom Hill, we thank, I thank God for all of you. We may not have all the people, but we got quality. And thank God for yourselves that you have been still rocking with us and being, uh, being still and plugged in and connected to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. It is an honor to be in this place with you this morning. I have a feeling that God will do us well. Feeling God will do as well. So since I have all of this energy, take me. I want to go to Second Kings chapter four. I'm not doing any different. <clears throat> I'm not doing any different than what Pastor Dom has started. We've been talking about this series for month, like for a month before we went into this, and um, I said, Dom, I, I'll come the third Sunday, and then. We'll see what the Lord has to say to us after he does what he did. So I enjoyed that message from him last week. Amen. Grace. Hallelujah. You're the miracle walking God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're the miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. Powerful healer. You are a powerful healer. Come and heal so powerful, so powerful today. So powerful, so powerful today. Destiny changer. You are a destiny changer. Come and change a destiny, a destiny today. Lord God, I ask you, you will change a destiny, a destiny today. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're the miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. 
2 Kings chapter 4, verse 18, and it reads, And the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said to his father, My head, my head. So he said to a servant, Carry him to his mother. When he had taken time and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and went out. And it says, then she, then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of your, send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, it is well. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, look, the Shudamite woman, please run to meet her and said to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. Now, when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone. <clears throat> For her soul is in deep distress. And the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So, he, so she said, did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him. But lay my staff on the face of the child and the mother of the Lord, excuse me, and the mother of the child and the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. I want to talk to you from the subject this morning. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. We are in this series called I Got Questions. And Pastor Dom has been telling us you got to wrestle with God with the most toughest questions of one's life. That you got to wrestle with these tough questions. Like... And we've been talking about there are certain things that, hey, you got to wrestle with him and it's OK to come to God with your questions. You feel what I'm saying? There's a lot of questions out there. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people got questions about faith and trying to find dignity and identity in anything, especially in our African-American context. We, you know, everybody is woke now. You know what I mean? That everybody came from the same tribe of Israel. I, I just don't know how that came to be. Uh, now we're arguing about J and I's. Well, in the Greek, his, his name was Yeshua. And we, and we, we was just making the biggest things about nothing. Yeah. You know, the word, the, you know, <laughs> just because everything is translated differently in every language don't mean that the, the substance is not the same. Book does not, we don't say book. And, and book in English, we say book, is not the same word in Spanish. Yeah. But still don't make it that it's still a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a book. Yeah. Every
everyone, we major on so much of this stuff because we want to find fault in what this faith is. We want to find that there got to be something that's wrong here. And so Pastor Dom has been telling you, like, hey, you got to be open to ask these questions of God. Come to him with what you got. But you got to also be open when he come with you with a response. You also got to be open if he doesn't say anything to you. Why? Because God don't owe you nothing. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, I know it hurts our little pride that God don't have to answer you. Why? He's the creator. He makes the rules. But God is yet so gracious that he does not mind you coming to him. He wants you to. He invites you to. And he invites you to wrestle with some of the hard things. Listen, if you don't ask questions about your faith, you are not a true disciple. Even Jesus told us that we have to count the cost. Jesus, this is, you believe in, when people tell you, oh, you believe this Jesus, y'all believe blindly. No, I don't. Even Jesus told you, hey, listen, you may want to count the cost first before you start want to come to follow me. This is, we, we, we don't just believe based upon uh, uh, what our experience, but there's logic here. There, there's logic. There, there's there's, there's archaeology that proves his existence. There is, uh, there's different uh, uh, other, uh, we just don't use the Bible, but there's writers outside of it that proves his existence. Hey everyone, it's Elder Brittany from Transformation Christian Fellowship and I'm so excited to announce that this Sunday is the start of our year-end offering, Rooted. With our year-end offering, Rooted, we are coming together to make a spiritual investment into the new year, expecting a great bountiful harvest in our lives and, and also the lives of our church and also to be able to expand and evangelism and outreach and all of our community social initiatives for us to continue to connect lives to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. We ask that you will join us and so in a minimum of $25 above the time and we ask that you pray over it and believe God to see a bountiful harvest in the new year. And remember, transformation starts here. So ladies and gentlemen, I got questions. And it's important for you to come with him with his questions. Today I want to deal with a question that I believe that most of us ask, including myself. I didn't ask for this. How many of you, that certain things that you've had in your life that has happened that you didn't ask for? Every hand should be raised. And if it's not raised, as the old folk used to say, live long enough. <laughs> live long enough and you'll see it. All right? Just keep living and you'll be answering the same thing. I want to get straight to the chase because I don't want to hold us long. Ladies and gentlemen, here in our text, we find that there's a couple of people, real people. The Bible's real. I want to make that real clear. The Bible's real. These people actually lived. Yeah. Yeah, I, how can you call these people fictitious? It's like almost calling you after I die that I'm fictitious. He never existed. He never lived. No, these are real people dealing with real issues at that time. Ladies and gentlemen, we have, we have Elisha or Elisha, depending on who you want to call, however you want to go. And then you have this woman by the, we don't know her name, we just know that she's a Shudamite woman. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, in 2 Kings chapter 4, we have it that, you know, Elisha would come into Shunem, and um, the Shudamite woman had great hospitality. Yeah. 
She told her husband, hey, let's set up a nice place for the man of God. Let's get his room nice. The woman was well off. She had money. And she saw that the man of God, hey, where does he got to stay? Let's, let's put him up when he comes into town. And so uh, Elisha, you know, with his assistant Gehazi, they were so thankful because they had somewhere to go. They had somewhere to lay their head. And they were so thankful of the hospitality that one day <clears throat> he tells Gehazi, like, hey, f- bring, her, bring her to me. Bring her to me. You know, when somebody do you well, give you a great hospitality, you want to be a blessing to them. Like, yo, bring, 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 bring her through. Let, let, me, let me see what I can do for her. So he calls the Gehazi, calls the woman and was like, yo. <clears throat> Elisha wants to talk to you. And um, Elisha said, hey, what can I do for you? What, what can I do for you? Uh, well, the lady's like, I, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty good, you know. He's like, well, can I put in a name with the, with the kings for you? Oh, I live among my people. I'm cool. She was like, I ain't really worried about that. I, I, I got a good reputation among my people. I'm cool. And, Gehazi was, and then Gehazi was like, well, Gehazi didn't realize she had no children. Well, Elisha, she don't got no children. Cool, that's what I can do. You know, Elisha was like, listen, I'm trying to find, you know how you have those people where you tell them you're good and they just want to keep going until they find something? This is how Elisha was. Like, let me find, like, I, you, know, can I, you know, I don't, you know, I, you, you store me up so I can't put you in a nice place or send you to a nice spa, you and your husband, or take you to a nice thing. Well, so what can I do for you? He was trying to find anything. You don't got a child? Cool. By this time next year, you're going to have a kid. Bam. Let's go. Did something. Now we come into our text, ladies and gentlemen, today and this morning, where we find that uh, the boy grew older. And on this particular day, ladies and gentlemen, he grew older and he was in the fields with his father among the reapers. And the boy complains about a headache. He says, my head, my head. And the father says, all right, you're done. You're done. Go to your mom. He sends him to the mom. The, but there were some people that would believe, or commentaries would believe, that it was heat stroke. So she, he is sitting in the lap of his mom, and the Bible says that she, he died. Ooh, this took a turn. She said, this time next year, you'll have a child. The child grows, and then now he dies in the lap of his mother. Something I didn't ask for, I got, received in joy. Now I have the sorrow of having to deal with a dead kid in my lap. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, we have tension now within this particular text. There is a friction here of what was promised to me and now what was promised seeing that this wasn't a good gift. Because I celebrated the gift of life. Now I'm celebrating now death. Or not celebrating, now mourning. I go from celebrating now to mourning. I didn't see this coming. He didn't foretell this to me. Are you hearing what I say? Ladies and gentlemen, what she immediately does is that she puts him in the prophet's room, lays him down. The woman, ladies and gentlemen, does not even tell her husband exactly what's going on. She says, hey, tell the servant, get get the donkey ready, 
Tell him, bring it to me. I got to go see the man of God. He's like, oh, wait a second. There's no, new, there's no new moon or Sabbath. What's the point of you going to see the man of God for it? He's not hosting no services. He ain't having no crusade. What's going on? He ain't having no worship service. Like, what's, what, what you going down there for? It is well. Just do what I tell you. Tell the servant, get the donkey. I got to go. He tells, she tells the servant, hey, don't stop until I tell you. That's what she says. Don't stop. We go into Mount Carmel. This is about 16, 17 miles. Now, on my GPS, I looked it up today. If I was driving a car, it would take me an hour to get there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that time, they didn't have no vehicles. Their way of transportation was a donkey. And so they took kind of food time to get there. I don't know if they got there in a day's journey or not. But all I know is she didn't care how long it took. She was going to see the man of God. Now, let me pause for a second, ladies and gentlemen. Well, pastor, I thought y'all were talking about asking God questions. This is not particularly God in this text. Yeah, but this is the representative of God in this text. Because the man of God cannot say anything or say that by this time next year unless it's not in the will of God for you to have it. I want to, I can, I, I want to make sure that you understand this. Is that while it's, this is not directly a question to God, uh, it's in a direct way, but it's still direct to him. Because she feel like she's the God of this servant has let her down. So they get to the man of God, and I'm almost done. They get to the man of God, ladies and gentlemen. And, and while she's going there, Elisha sees her from afar off. He tells, she, he tells Gehazi, hey, that's the shooter, Mike. Go, go run to her. Because Elisha is looking like, hmm, this is strange. What's she doing over here? This is not a, this is not a, a go figure out what that's all about. And so uh, shooter, Mike, woman, Gehazi asks, hey, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And Shunammite said, yeah, it is well. I'm just going to go ahead and talk to the man of God here. <laughs> uh, look, 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 are y'all just like being like, hey, listen, I ain't here to talk to the middle man. Get, get out of here. <laughs> get out of my face. <laughs> let, me, let me talk to who, who really I got a problem with. Like, you know, you like me, like, listen, you know, the store acting a little funny towards you. Where your manager at? Well, I'll act. I want to talk to you. <laughs> Give me somebody who can actually do something. Let me talk to them. That's how she was. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Bible says that she gets down on her feet in great distress. She gets down on her feet in great distress. And um, Gehazi tries to push her away because this is not custom. You just don't come to the feet of the man of God. He's like, hey. Chill out, man. This is a Shunammite woman, bro. Like, she put us in our house. Like, come on, we, we you, you, come on. Don't, don't be on that. You know, don't be on that top flight security of the world, Craig. Don't, don't do this right here. And so she, 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 she kneels down in, um, in our verse and in, in, in what I want you to see. Um, and this is what she said to him. Uh, because uh, he, she, she's at his feet. And um, what, here, 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 here's the dilemma. And I want you to see something because Elisha is stunned by all of this. And I want you to see what he says. I'm about to show you in just one moment here. Um, uh, here. Here it is. Now, when she came to the man of God at the hill, 
She caught him by the feet, by Gehazi, came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Can I correct something for a second? A lot of times, how great as Elisha was as a man of God and as a prophet, mighty prophet, God did not reveal to her, excuse me, God did not reveal to him what was going on with her. I want to make it very clear that prophets, men and women of God, are not psychics. They're not, let me tell you something, people think, well, you should know what's going on. No, I don't. I actually have to ask you questions so I can get down to the bottom of this. And then as, you're, as I'm asking questions, the Lord is going to illuminate to me how we can, by his wisdom, on how we're going to deal with this situation. I want to show you something so that you have an understanding of this. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy or scripture is of any private interpretation. I needed to give verse 21, but verse 21 would tell you this really quickly. Let me just get here really quickly for you. I want to give you the whole thing so you have the whole truth here. I'll give you verse 21. Here we go. I'm old-fashioned today with the Bible. Here we go. For the prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I say? They were moved by the Holy Spirit. They didn't prophesy on their own accord. This came from God as they were led by the Holy Spirit to do. All right. So let's make it very clear. He didn't know what was going on with her. He's like, Lord didn't reveal this to me because he don't reveal everything. Wow. <laughs> he, he don't reveal everything. Sometimes you got to do what uh, you have to sometimes be human in that moment and begin to ask questions, get to where they are on their level. Yeah. Empathize or sympathize depending on where the situation is. Hallelujah. And in this situation, ladies and gentlemen, Here's where we get down to the dilemma. Here's where we get down to the dilemma. She said, so she said, did I ask for a son, my Lord, that I not say, do not deceive me? She said, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for no child. When you asked me what you could do for me, I said, listen, I'm good. I'm okay. I was good doing what I was doing. I just did this as a service to you because I believe in the God. Uh, I believe in your God, and I believe in what God is doing through you. Listen, I listen. That's all I was here for. I just want to be a blessing. Yeah. I didn't ask. I, listen, I, I would have been fine with nothing, but then to give me something, I feel like I've been lied to. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, how many of you feel like God has lied to you? Because that's what she's saying, that you have deceived me. You lied. But here's the thing. We say a lot of things in our grief that ain't completely true. Because God didn't lie. The Bible says that he said, thank you. The Bible says that he said, watch me. He said, by this time next year, you will have what? A child. He did not say that you will grow old and nothing will happen to the boy. But in our ears, we don't hear that. Sometimes we put things in God's mouth he never said. Because of our disappointment and in our hurt. So we put blame where I understand that you're hurting. I understand that you feel like you were misled. I understand that you feel all of those things because you're in grief. 
But the truth of the matter is, is that, listen, he didn't necessarily say that. But I like what, what I like what Elisha did. He didn't get into what the, the, the war of words. It ain't about what it it's not about what she's saying. It's about where she's at at the moment. I'm not here to talk about what God said or not say. Let's deal with what our heart is at. Because our heart is at a place where I didn't ask for this. And I've been trying to wrap my head around why would I get something just for it to be taken away. I asked myself the question, Lord, why would you want me to preach this this morning? Because I had something else prepared for today. And I was wrestling with the fact of why would we go here? And here's why the Lord took me to this particular account in Scripture. It's because, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of times we come to God with our questions. But we don't realize that our questions are the doorway to tenacious faith. You don't understand that this woman was different from the parallel of the Serapath woman. In Second King, in First Kings, with Elijah, with the widow woman, uh, the, who, ha, uh, who only had her son and her. Oh, are you going to come and we just going to die and all of that stuff? She had no faith to begin with, to, to, to start off. This woman was in faith because she believed that, listen, I'm not going to let it go until the man of God tells me that nothing can be done or something can be done. And she did not wait for, uh, well, she didn't wait for Sunday to get in the face of God. She didn't wait for there to be some type of event for a miracle healing service to get to God so that her boy could be healed. What she said is, get on that donkey, and when I tell you to stop, I'm going to the throne room of God. And I'm clicking to the man of God, and he's going to tell me, is there is there a way that this boy can be healed, or is there a way he cannot be healed? You're going to have to give me some answers. You have to understand that every crisis in your life is a faith opportunity to invite God in your life so that whatever his judgment or whatever his sovereign ruling is, is that it will have its way in that situation. I didn't ask for a death of a parent. And because of that, I stopped praying for when there's healing. But you got to understand just because healing didn't come in that direction, in that circumstance, don't mean that it won't come in the next. It's just like this. What they said, Kobe Bryant, one of my favorite players, mama mentality, you're going to have to fight me on it. Kobe better than LeBron, but I'll leave it there. Anyway, Kobe didn't care. He kept shooting. He didn't care. Because the mentality is the next one will go in. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe keeps shooting. They like, Kobe, you 18 from 30 from the field, Kobe. Pass the ball, Kobe. Pass the ball. Kobe don't care. Because in his mind, the next one is going in. When he was playing Toronto and scored 81, he, Kobe, he was playing with, on the team with a bunch of bombs. So he definitely wasn't passing the ball. So he was like, listen, the next one will go in. My boy Stephen Curry, the greatest shooter of all time. The way, the, the way you become a greater shoot, great shooter is knowing that the next one will go in. I see this is the same thing in prayer of what Jesus was trying to teach us about the persistent woman that, that with the judge that she kept going and she kept going. She may have got to know this time, but it gonna stop me to keep going because eventually I'm out to wear you down and I'm out to get a yes. 
shout hallelujah. My God. And so, she said, I didn't ask for this. My question to you is, are you going to keep questioning or are you going to move to an appeal? Are you going to start appealing and asking of the Lord? Or are you going to keep questioning and keep doubting? Are you going to keep making accusation of character? Or are you going to come to him because of his character and not a relationship to know that my God is able to do all things? My God, I feel like preaching now. Hallelujah. I didn't, I may not have for it it may not because listen here's the here's the deal here's the here's the big here's the big problem the reason why we say i didn't ask for this is because it didn't look like what we thought pastor brandon my career didn't look like how i thought it would be and because now i'm asking god yo i didn't ask for this what this look like oh my marriage well, you may not have asked for it, but marriage was a deep di uh, desire down within you. I get it, but it didn't look like what I thought. I didn't ask for this. You, Lord, you deceived me, but the whole, no, 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 I didn't. I didn't ask. I didn't ask uh, and think that it was going to be because the problem is, is what we, uh, what we thought it was going to be and how we thought the disappointment is in what we thought it was going to look like, feel like, and what it would become. Thank you, Dave. Expectation has been crushed. Well, my expectation looks differently than what I believed it to be. Look, can I give you an example? The Lord reminded me, here's the reason why you got to get his brain, because you were here not too long ago. Ladies and gentlemen, when it came down to this building... Of which you sitting now. It did not look like what I had thought it was. What are you talking about? Let me take you on a journey for a brief second as I'm about to get out of here. Football game come on at one o'clock and I'm excited to see my boys play today. And so listen. And when I say boys, I'm talking about the Ravens, not the cowgirls. Amen. Listen. And for Phoenix watching online today, not even your commanders, amen. I saw you in the comments, and I know you were celebrating this past week with the Eagles. I'm going to leave you alone. But listen. Listen, y'all. So listen. Like a couple months ago, before you got in here, we, 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 we secured this building in October of last year. We secured it, stood in here like, yo, this is... The, God told me, gave me a prophetic word, spoke to me directly uh, and told me we wouldn't be at the gathering place, our previous place, after five years. And the moment our fifth year anniversary came, two weeks later, God opened up this door. Yeah. Literally. He opened up this door. And uh, he opened up the door. We were excited. We came in here, Dom, Vernon, Brittany, my wife. We was in here like, woo, I feel the glory already. Hey, glory. Hey, glory. <laughs> Yo, we excited, like, oh, snap, we about to go crazy. And then God, not to my intention, I started doing what Elijah said. You know, the Lord, you didn't tell me this part. <laughs> he didn't tell me, he didn't tell me, he didn't tell me this part. We start going through a battle of, uh, between uh, the property, the landowners, and we went through a property with the county. We in the meeting, Elder Boomer was there. 
They were talking about, hey, y'all can give back. We can give back the deposit to y'all because it was getting so crazy. They said we needed uh, a different type of uh, uh, traffic study for this amount of space. They were talking about, hey, the permits is all and all. So we were in a permit war. And from, from October of last year all the way to February, March of this year, we was at odds. We were at odds. And there was a moment I had to call an emergency meeting with the board of the church. And I'm like, and, I'm, and before I call the meeting, I'm in my house. And I'm with God like, yo, you got to answer me, man. <laughs> you, 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 you got to talk to me, man. Hey, I didn't put people, I didn't came out here in integrity, told them, hey, we got the space, which we did have a space. And, and listen, everybody's money didn't gone to it. All people have been sowing into this. Listen, we can't go out like this. He's, I told God this. I told him, I told him, oh, 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 this thing. I didn't ask. Listen, if you told me this would happen, I didn't ask for this. I wouldn't have put myself out there or put the church's name out there if this was going to happen. And then, while reading this and putting, my, putting myself in the shoes of the Shudamite woman, verse 30 then appeared. And I'll close on this. And it says, and the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Hey y'all, my name is Boomy, and I would like to invite y'all to go ahead and download our TCF app if you don't already have it. If you do have it, just know we have some new updates coming for you. You'll be able to connect with us, gain access to our exclusive content, see our live experience and sermons. You'll have access to this app in either the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. Don't miss out. And remember, transformation starts here. Here's, ladies and gentlemen, the wrestle and the tension. My thing is not here to celebrate you or get you hyped that the boy got healed because he did. I don't care about that. Let's thank God. But what I care about is what happened in the wrestle with God. What I care about at the end of the day is while she didn't ask for it, something switched to say, listen, I am not leaving here as surely as the Lord lives. Hallelujah. And as surely as your soul lives, man of God, and to the God that lives and moves in you, he she said, I'm not leaving here until you come back home and with me and we're going to see what God do. And if you come back and God do nothing, I will be cool, but you coming with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What am I telling you? You may not have asked for it, but how you going to respond? How you going to respond to life when you didn't ask for it? When you didn't see it coming? When you didn't see that disappointment? How are you going to respond? Are you going to still accuse? Or is your faith going to stand up and say, that listen, God, you going to come and meet me where I am, and I'm not leaving here until you come. Uh, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get back to baby BJ. But the reality of the matter is, is that if you put your faith in God and let your faith stand up in the midst of your disappointment, God is say, oh, that's what I can come into. That's what I can come and do what I need to do in. The boy don't get healed until she makes that statement of faith. The boy don't raise up until she makes that statement of faith. You gotta make a statement of faith and be like, oh my God, and be like Jacob and say, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. (laughs) 
Yeah, I got questions, but I got faith too. I got questions, but I got faith. My faith looks up to the power of in here. Look at somebody and say, you got questions, but I got faith too, because I'm coming to seek God. And the Bible says that with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. She like, uh-uh, I ain't going out like that. She like, uh-uh. She said, listen, as surely as the Lord lives, because the reality is he ain't dead. So as surely as he's alive, hallelujah, and surely as there's breath in your body, man of God. She said, listen, you, I ain't leaving you. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, there comes a point where your questions got to move to a statement of faith. Hallelujah, that no matter what it looks like, as surely as the Lord lives. And the moment I changed my, the moment I changed my language, because I started accusing God, like, listen, you lied to me. You told me that this would be it. But I'm going through all of this stuff to just get in here. And I recoup, I regathered myself. Y'all ain't going to know some of the words I said. Don't worry about it. Come on, your humanity come out. Pastor Brandon was not in the spirit that day. At least for that 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> she gave Elijah a holy rebuke. <laughs> Elijah a holy rebuke. I said to God, like, listen... And at the moment, the Lord let me get my stuff out. I said, Lord, you got you to gotta meet me here. But I'm not. And then some came up to me. They tried to, hey, we're going to get the deposit. I said, you ain't getting the deposit back. You're going to keep it. Yeah. We ain't going nowhere. No. Let me show you why this is so significant. Let me show you why. There was another church down there was in the same process that we were in. Going through the same thing. But here's what happened. They did not continue. They took their deposit back. But we didn't take ours back. We said, we ain't going nowhere. You locked in. And with people who were advising us, saying, no, they got to do what needs to be done to get you to the finish line. And when God gave me wisdom and instruction on how to get here, it wasn't that long after when God began to intervene and hallelujah. And then this thing changed in a matter. It was like after December 31st, the Lord, the Lord told me and said, call on a fast. The last week of December, tell them to fast from social media. And right after the fast, ladies and gentlemen, it was like the floodgates opened up. Why am I telling you this? It's because at some point you can choose to stay bitter you can choose to stay in disappointment or you can choose to say no matter how I feel my faith is going to overcome my feelings my faith is going to overcome my little broken heart my faith is going to overcome that and I'm going to stand in God I'm going to stand in him because in him he is my refuge 
and he is my resting place. The Bible says that my soul waited earnestly for the Lord, for in him he is my earnest expectation. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we will say I didn't ask for this is because we're so caught up into our own thing and with our own wills and what we think that God needs to do for us instead of what we need to do for him. And that's why you say I didn't ask for this. That's why you don't even make certain prayers or ask for certain things because it goes against what your will is. But if you get in your mind to say, like Jesus said, nevertheless, your will be done. Hallelujah. If the cup don't pass, that's okay. I'll drink of the cup and in three days destroy this temple and I'll raise it back up. I didn't ask to die, but I chose to die. I didn't ask for it, but I chose. Shut Yes! My God, in here. Stand to your feet. I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it. I chose it. <laughs> Gehazi tried to come with, with Elijah's staff because Elijah sent Gehazi before him. Gehazi tried to lay hands on the boy with the staff. Nothing happened. Why? Because she didn't ask for him. She asked for you. <laughs> she went from not asking of anything to asking of something. This woman was well off. And for years, she's gone without a child. And to finally have the child and die in his arms, that is not what she asked for. To finally get married and this is it not what I asked for. To finally see this promise, but it don't look like what I thought it intended to be. Breaks me in. But if you can get to where this woman was like, listen, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So many people leave God and they leave and they walk away and they call God a liar because they think that he said something that he didn't. He didn't promise you good times. He didn't pray that all of this all will go well in your life. Hey, I wish it did. I don't want to go through suffering. He said in this life, you will have trouble. That's a matter of time. It ain't no if, it's when. But he said, take heart for I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. And he said, because I overcame, you can overcome. Because I overcame, you can overcome. Here's the reward. The reward is to those who can endure to the end. <laughs> and if you can just endure this moment in this time of your life, you will see the hand of God move like never before in your life. I'm not promising you all oh, it's going to be roses and all of that. I'm, what I'm promising you is, is that God is not like man that he shall lie. Neither is he like the son of man that he shall repent. 
God is not an Indian giver. When he gives, he gives. Lift your hands to heaven, whatever it is that you didn't ask for. Why don't you just in your own way, just Lord, I didn't ask for it, but as surely as you live, Lord, you're going to help me endure this thing. You're going to help me endure this thing. In the name of Jesus, you're going to help me. Hallelujah. God, help me, oh God, with my doubt. Hallelujah. His name is called. Emmanuel, 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 your name is called Emmanuel, hallelujah, God with us, hallelujah, God with us. Hallelujah. Revealed in us. Oh, your name is called Emmanuel. Amen. I'm telling you, the Lord will not forsake you, nor will he leave you. God with us. God with us. Revealed. Revealed in us. Hey, your name is Lord. Come on, let's build it up. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Come on, everybody, with your hands lifted and say, God with us. God with us. Revealed in us. Revealed. Your name is called, yeah. Yes, sir. Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity to know Jesus today. I want you to know this God that I know. He's not something that white people tried to give you and this whole European, oh, they tried to whitewash you. No, he's the real deal. He existed before time. He ain't nobody made up. I give you the God, the only God in every religion that ever did something for humanity. <laughs> You show me a God that died for you in any other religion. 
because you were separate with him and he wanted to make himself available for you. This is the love of God on full display. I want you to get to know him. You don't got to do nothing for it. All you got to do is believe in your heart and confess in your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That's all you got to do. You don't got to jump through hoops. You don't got to do nothing crazy. All you got to do is believe. You don't got to wish on a magic crystal. You don't have to wish to no universe because he created it. All you got to do is believe. What type of God will say, all you got to do is believe on me and you have everlasting life. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Listen, if you want to rededicate your life to Christ because you say, hey, I walked away from God. Listen, it is not that God walked away from you. It's oftentimes that we walk away from him. But guess what? He's not shaming you, nor is he condemning you. He said with all, he has his arms wide open. If you come unto him, come unto him and I'll give you rest. Come unto him and I'll give you rest. You looking for a church home? Listen, I would love to serve as your pastor. I would love to you connect and do life with you. I would love to. You can fill out the connection card that's in front of you. But more importantly, you join in a church, you need to join the church. Because it ain't about you going to church that makes you saved. It's about believing in your heart. With every eye closed, with every head bowed, repeat this prayer after me that no one feels left out. Those of you who are here in person, those of you who are watching online, the instructions on the screen, say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you were buried and that you rose again and that you ascended to the right hand of the Father just for me. I'm tired of living this life without you being my Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you said that prayer for the very first time, we believe you made the best decision of your life. Come on and give God a praise for that. Amen, it's offering time in the house of the Lord. It's offering time in the house of the Lord. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1, to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.